Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. Welcome to an All Electric Conversation with Steve and Katie. Hello, welcome back guys. Um, today we are going to talk about summer. Summer is upon us and that means there's going to be road trips. There's going to be people new to EVs out there taking longer road trips. And we want to talk about what we think that's going to look like this summer and how we think it's going to go. Is it going to be smooth sailing or is it going to be a disaster? Yeah, so let's just jump right into it and... How do you think that it's going to go initially? I definitely think that this summer is going to have a bit of a learning curve because there's just so many more EVs on the road than I think in previous summers. All our personal experience is that last summer, we really started seeing towards the end of the summer, more EVs when we were at charging stations. Um, we were seeing different types of EVs when we were at charging stations. And I think there's going to be a big difference from last summer to this summer. I think it's just going to be busier, which is going to make some learning curves for people. It's going to take some adjustments. It's going to take people figuring it out throughout the summer and then I think it's gonna we'll start to see a shift towards things being better I hope at the end of the summer that would be my that's my like rundown my my quick rundown of what I think this will be like this summer but what do you think no I I agree with that like last summer it was towards the end we started seeing some frustration from some regular EV owners because there's more and more people out there the chargers weren't working very well and I think that that's going to be amplified for sure this summer. It's going to be more people and more people that haven't learned charging etiquette or understanding of their vehicle on how to charge it. And so there is going to be a lot more frustration in people that uh, have had EVs for a while and understand that. So. I think we all just got to keep that in mind going into this summer that maybe this should be the summer to educate people, uh, be nice, obviously, and talk to them. And, you know, just we had one person last summer that was charging over 90% in their vehicle and you could tell they didn't need it. Yeah. And, but they're still waiting around as we're waiting for the charger. And so that's a great opportunity to educate people, you know, about charging their vehicle. Hey, where are you going? You know, like how much charge do you need? Can I help you figure out, you know, how much you need? Do you know how to calculate that? that? Yeah. And so then we can get them to charge correctly, not only uh, in this moment, but also future for other people too. So I think that, yeah, this year is going to be amplified. We see more chargers going in. I just got a text from somebody sending me some specs on some chargers that they're installing um, along I-80. So I know there'll be some more chargers, but 
you know, I, I don't know how soon those will go in. You know, there's still supply chain issues. So overall, I do not think there has been enough chargers installed to uh, help offset how many people are coming into the EV space and going to be road tripping. Yeah, I I think that there's still just, yeah, we're going to need a lot more chargers than what we have. And I, I just, throughout the course of the winter, you know, we talked about how last summer we started seeing more chargers at the charging station. Well, throughout the course of the winter, I see more and more EVs as I'm driving around town. So I know that that's going to equate to even more charger or cars at the chargers over the summer. So I do think that there's still a lot of work to be done. But like you said, educating people and helping them understand how to properly use the chargers. And I think giving them tools, you know, like, do they know about plug share? Do they know about how to, you know, a better route planner? Do they know about these little things that can help them. And I think that is a great thing, though, about the EV community. And I hope as we start seeing these big influxes of more people that have EVs that we don't lose that is that everybody does want to have conversations at the charging stations. They do want to talk about, hey, how's it been going for you? What's your experience been? So I hope that we don't lose that as we we see more and more people at the charging stations. But I you know, we're, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that we are in our Airstream right yeah. now. So we're RVers as well. And that's something that we have loved about the RV community and the EV community as well, is that everybody loves to communicate and talk and help each other out in those communities. And so, you know, when we started out and we started learning about all of the apps and stuff for RVing, it was really helpful to us. And we would have never known about those had we not heard about them from other people helping us along the way. And so that I would love to see that continue like through in the EV world where we are helping each other out and telling people about that. Even if it's a, you know, like, hey, you need to go watch, you know, Kyle Connor's charge video on your car or whatever it is. Just little things to help each other out, I think, is going to be huge in making, in taking the, I think, the hiccups and such that we're going to see this summer and to help smooth them out as we move into the future. Yeah, I agree with that. There, there's a couple of things to that, too. Like, one, always remembering that some of these people are new. They may be frustrated at the Chargers, too, so if they're a little bit snippy, it's not you. They're obviously going through a rough time of figuring it out and and uh, learning, and so sometimes that can be frustrating. I know I've gotten frustrated at a charging uh, station at times, too, so just understanding that when you talk to them, maybe they'll be a little bit short and stuff like that that's not necessarily you just continue to try to help them yeah and figure that out even saying hey what which direction are you going and if you know that the charger is not working well down the road like hey what direction are you going oh you're going that way you should probably charge a little bit extra here because that charger is not working or whatever the case may be just helping each other out in any little way possible yeah and I know for a fact that they're not getting any help with what Katie was talking about, the apps and stuff like that from these dealerships when they're being sold these cars. I have seen paperwork that salesmen get that is for 
prep and for delivery of an EV. And it's very interesting what they talk about. They, they point them to the manufacturers, YouTube channel and stuff like that, which say nothing about some of these apps that are beneficial. These manufacturers, unfortunately, aren't using current EV drivers to come up with this material. And so there's definitely a void there too. So they are not getting uh, the communication of these apps and things like that. And so we have to do that and help them, you know, understand how to do this. Yeah. And this, you know, we'll see if anybody catches it. This is probably a little bit of a spoiler alert, but we've now purchased two EVs from dealerships. No, three EVs from dealerships that are you know, your regular run-of-the-mill dealerships, right? Ford dealerships, GMC dealerships. And hands down, we know significantly more information about what a, a beginner EV owner should know than anybody at any of those dealerships. They start talking about the vehicle, and we are like, actually, no, <laughs> that's wrong. And we we know the information more than they do which so we have to help each other out in that way too in understanding that they may even be getting incorrect information from directly from the dealership and I'm not saying that that's all dealerships but you know just just knowing that a dealership isn't going to have all of the information is important to know to help and to take your level of frustration down too when you're you know when somebody's doing something wrong at a charger and you're like oh but be like no one has probably told them they probably just you know if they've still got their 30-day tags on they're probably all excited and went to go charge and now it didn't work right for them and they're frustrated and everybody's you know at this elevated level and so just to to realize be like you know what they probably were not told correctly so I'm going to be the helping hand here instead of, you know, getting mad at them and making the situation worse for them. Yeah. And I've given people little tips at charging stations that weren't even asking. Mm -hmm. And just understand in those situations, they're probably going to ignore you in that moment and not use that tip. I've noticed Mm -hmm. that a handful of times. Yeah. I've even paid for people's charging to do that tip to show them <laughs> that it works. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so understanding that too, it's like when you're offering advice to somebody that is maybe a bit embarrassed or, you know, is frustrated in the moment, sometimes they will ignore you and yeah. not even use your advice in that moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Some of us. People are a little proud, and so uh, we think we that guy. Um, and so just understanding that, yeah, I've lived all these things uh, personally inside of me, so that's why I know them. Yeah. Um, but anyways, even if it helps them on the next one, it's like, okay, that annoying guy in the yeah. Rivian isn't here, so now I'm going to, you know, uh, actually try this. Oh, it does work. Yeah. He does know what he's talking about. Yeah. So... And I just, I think that it's just one of those things that it's, I mean, it's just such a whole new process. You can't, people expect to to roll up to it, plug the charger into their car, and everything goes smoothly. They probably haven't run into a whole lot of issues at a gas station, and 
they just want it to work. And I do. I think we're going to get there. And I think the education is going to get there as well. I think that there are, I mean, we've started to see, if you haven't checked it out, we'll link it in the um, show notes. But we did a, like a EV course for, through Road, um, Road Pass um, University. And it's a free course. And it was helping you learn how to plan for your road trip, how to, you know, manage an EV on a road trip. And so even people that that website comes from the RV realm. So people are starting to understand like, okay, we're going to have to educate people on this to be to make this work, to make it smooth sailing. So I think we're going to start to see more of that. You and I, when we get the time, we want to sit down and write a more in-depth course that we can offer to people. Um, And if you guys like have ideas, things that you would want to see in a course like that, let us know. Drop us a comment, um, shoot us a message, do whatever, because we, you know, when we do come out with that course, we want it to be beneficial to people. We don't want to be giving you information that you might already know or things like that. But I think there is going to be this education piece and it's going to push through. And then when we come out the other side, I think everything's going to be kind of smooth sailing at that point. That leads me to my next question, though, which is, do you think the state of charging has gotten any better over the course of the summer or the course of the winter? Do you think that the chargers are ready for summer? Uh, that, that's, um, <laughs> my knee-jerk reaction is no, because once we get into the heat of summer, I do think there's still going to be some problems but i have no insight into what these companies are doing to improve that reliability it's just what i've seen on kyle connor's youtube channel that a spec um dave channel those things like yeah they're still having trouble when they're charging yeah not getting the full speed sometimes unable to charge all those things and so my assumption is is that it's not going to be better um but i guess maybe they they're working on some stuff yeah Um, i'm hopeful that it's going to be um we have some pretty big trips uh, coming up that are need to be working, and so I hope <laughs> we that, will get there. Yeah, and so pushing the limits a, a bit this summer. Yeah, so I hope that uh, it is, but no, I don't. I don't think it's going to be there. Yeah, and I think you know it's funny for me because we don't go on a lot of trips during the winter. We just don't have to go anywhere, We're, so we stay home. A lot of the times when we go places, we want to go with our camper. Um, and that may change in the future, but, you know, the kids are in school, all of that stuff. So, like, it's hard for me to remember the last time we went to a charging station, you know? So, I I feel like I'm heading into this summer slightly with this little, like, blissful, like, oh, it's better. <laughs> and then I'm going to be really disappointed when I get to the charging stations that summer. Well, I'm trying to be the other way. <laughs> be prepared. Be yeah. I mean, the one time we did go to Kansas City over the winter, we had to. Oh yeah. Uh, sit at a charger There's all the time because we had to go deep in the battery pack to even make it. Yeah. And I think we ended with four percent. 
Yeah, there was that, wasn't there? <laughs> so I don't know why you're thinking that, but I think just because it's been so long since we've had to go to that's the only reason why. I, I know deep in my heart that's like when we start heading out, we're gonna be like, Oh my gosh. And I mean we have a few like big major things planned for this summer, but we also have a whole lot of summer left to figure out and plan out what we're gonna do. So it's gonna be fun. But um Going back to like how it's going to go this summer, you know, we know that the Chargers are probably not up to par and what they need to be. We know that the education needs to be there. But what else? Like, I mean, can we do anything else at this point to make it go better for people who have never been on EV road trips? Or is it just going to kind of have to be, you know, educate while we're out there? show people the right way to do things when we can in a polite and nice manner and as previous EV owners just kind of you know be prepared ourselves so that we're not adding to the chaos of you know the frustration and the just being angry about this that and the other thing when you're at the charging station I mean what do you think well I mean what else can we do or or how do we make it the best that it can be? Yeah, I think lowering our expectations, unfortunately, with how smoothly it's going to go this summer, whether that be with the actual chargers or with new uh, EV owners on road trips, um, and then elevating ourselves to having some tips and things like that prepared for people or, you know, even if they... <clears throat> have time, you know, pointing them to some YouTube channels or this Road Pass University mm -hmm. course that we created, things like that. I, yeah. You know, unfortunately in these earlier years, which is still probably a couple years out of uh, EV ownership, it's going to be not very smooth. And yeah. So that, that is... Just the expectation, I think, is is a big thing, and then understanding there's going to be people out there that don't know. So, do you think that someone who is not excited about EVs, like you and I, get excited about it? We love the daily driving aspect of it. We love how they drive, we love how they perform, we love all of that stuff. So we love our EVs, right? So when we go on a road trip and we do run into frustrations, I think that we, like, we know that in the future it's going to be better. We push past it. We're like, okay, this happened. Here's what we're going to do next time to make sure that it doesn't happen. Do you think people that don't have that almost obsessive love for EVs should be in the EV game at this point, especially for road trips. Road tripping? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Anything over one DC fast charging trip? I don't think so. Yeah. that That's... And they have extra time on that one trip. Yeah. I, I think you get over one DC fast charging, you're obviously opening yourself up to having more and more trips yeah. and issues. And so I think that that comes along with frustration and then you uh, inevitably trade cars in. There's multiple people that I've talked to uh, that have traded vehicle their EVs in because they've been too frustrated with it. 
um, on road trips. You yeah. Know, if they are actually educated enough and get a home charger, um, then they love it. Yeah. And if they just use it for those types of scenarios where they're not DC fast charging very much, you know, things like that. And so th- then they keep it. But, you know, it's, it's just the unfortunate event that, you know, the technology and the reliability of an electric vehicle is way further ahead than the actual DC fast chargers. Yeah. You know, those need to almost needed to be ahead of the others. And if you look at Tesla, they were yeah. at the time. Yeah, they were. They, they were reliable. They were good. And, and so, you know, that's... One thing I've always been impressed with was Elon's vision of that and yeah. knowing that, you know, that needed to happen. In public charging, that is not the case. So No. Um, yeah, I, I do think that it, if they're going to go just one DC fast charger, I think it'd be fine. Yeah. And if there's a little bit of a hiccup, it's annoying. You got to stay there mm-hmm. 20, 30 minutes longer than you thought, you know, then, but you can come back from that. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I would agree. I think you either need a really strong sense of adventure, right? Like you just want to go try something new, whether like, so maybe you're not in an obsessive state with EVs, but you just are very adventurous and you like figuring new things out. I think that, yeah, go for it. Try it, like, go see what happens. Uh, that's part of the fun, right? In, in road trips. Because, I mean, you do never know when you walk out the door what's going to happen on a road trip. We have definitely been stranded by a gas vehicle before. It just, you know, there, it's always an adventure when you go. Uh, my parents just got stranded with their diesel truck, you know? So it's always an adventure. We got stranded twice on a trip. <laughs> yeah, the same truck. trip. The same <laughs> trip. Oh, God, I hated that one. Um, it's interesting. (laughs) But, you know, if you have a good sense of adventure and also, you know, you can move on from frustrations and stuff like that, then I would say, yeah, go for it. Um, I think one other factor that I want to throw out there, though, is that I think that with the road tripping piece, even though it makes it more difficult and you're hitting more fast chargers along the road i do think that towing with your ev actually makes it a little bit better if there are hiccups and stuff because you do have you do have your your you know your house with you you have food you have a bathroom you have all of those things and so you know last year when we did get stranded by a charger it was 100 degrees and we couldn't use our camper which was a little bit frustrating but the other times like when we you know, when we could stay in our camper and it was like, oh, okay, we have to charge a little bit longer. Well, okay, we'll play a game or we'll watch a movie or we'll do whatever. It made it a little bit easier because I don't want, I don't want it to sound like, you know, because you are probably going to have to hit more than one fast charger if you're going anywhere in your camper for any distance. So I think it made it a little bit easier for for me anyway, having the camper with us to be able to cook meals and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, having those hiccups for sure. Like yeah. things taking longer than anticipated, stuff like that. If we could revisit the time that we did get stranded where we couldn't use it, I would have actually 
toned the camper to a campsite yeah. and done that, but we thought we were going to be able to make it back. Yeah. So. But the, those are all learning experiences. We're willing to go on those adventures and figure yeah. that out. So, so if yeah. you don't like making those mistakes, just go back and watch our videos because we've probably made all of them at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole adventure side of it you were talking about. That's true. That is the only thing that I... that really probably got me into evs to be honest. yeah because do you remember like oh this car is cool it's electric <laughs> it's awesome i'm gonna go buy it and then i'm gonna drive down to kansas city and i punch it into the tesla and it tells me to go to the tesla supercharger that's you know 10 miles the other direction and i'm like well that's dumb there's chargers down the road that show up on this uh <laughs> online and so i go to those and it's basically a level two charger and you know it would have taken uh six hours to charge it versus going to the tesla supercharger i could have charged there in you know 20 minutes yeah it's like that i didn't know anything about it i'm like i was in the mode of not believing navigation systems because they always screw it up yeah so i'm like thought this was the same well, that was a great learning experience, but that that was me being adventurous and knowing nothing about level one, level two, level three. Knowing nothing about the EV other than that nothing. you wanted it, that nothing. it went fast, so you wanted it. It was sweet, and it went yeah. fast, and uh, it was new. It was electric. Yeah. You know, like, it, at that time, it was like three or four years old, but, you yeah. know, it was... But it was still one of the first Teslas that we really saw around town. Yeah. You didn't see them when yeah. we had that vehicle. So... Anyways, like I knew nothing about it. Yeah. And like it was it was fun. Like annoying at the time. I went and ate it, you know, gross Taco Bell <laughs> for an hour and came back and it was like ten percent more. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Oh. And then that's when the research started where I'm yeah. like, why is this taking so oh, because it's an AC charger. It's just level two. And that's something I think as you helped have helped other people along the way that's a that's an experience that you remember and you know and you're like oh hey you know like don't think all chargers are created yeah. equal because yeah. they're not yeah. <laughs> you know you remember that experience and yeah i i remember it and i i don't that's probably why because i will all admit like i was not the biggest of fans of our first tesla i would drive it around town and it was fun to drive but I did not I, I just always had a bad taste about it in my mouth and it's probably because that experience is we're like waiting for you down in Kansas City and you don't have you know you're just waiting to charge for hours and hours at this charging station but you know it it's uh, it, it, it it's good to remember as we move forward and trying to help people and you know well, un understanding too, spouses might not get it. Yeah, too. yeah, you know, spouses don't I, I get it. I committed to this view. Yeah, you had, and so I was going to figure it out. It's easy for a spouse to be like, "What are you doing, dummy?" Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> true. <laughs> and so that's kind of what's happening. Yeah, what was happening at the time is like, okay, I got to prove her wrong. Yeah, I figure this out. Well, and then to know too that it can be turned around because obviously, like here we are how many ever years later and like if somebody tried to take my Rivian from me I would be like 
don't you dare. You leave that thing alone. That is my vehicle. You know, so uh, it can to- it can definitely be turned around. And But I do think, interestingly enough, just to go back th- to the adventure piece, because that's what people go do in the summers, right, is to have adventures, is I think that when when you brought getting another EV to me in with an adventure perspective, but I mean, we're both adventure people. We like to go on adventures and do those types of things. When you brought it to me with an adventure perspective and we're like, hey, this could be fun. If we got a Model X, we could tow a camper with it. Nobody's really doing it before and we could figure it out and that could be kind of cool. And then we'll just show people how to do it. And I was like, oh yeah, that could be fun to figure that out. And then after that, that's when I like fell in love with it and, and, you know, taking those adventures and figuring that out. And then like we've kind of taken it, you know, higher and higher because with a Tesla, it's a pretty sure deal, right? Like you're going to you're going to be able to figure it out. You're going to be able to do it. And so we figured out what it was like and then we're like, okay, let's get a Rivian and see if we can do it with the, you know, with the public charging network. And then we figured it out from there. And so kind of. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, but we're 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 all in on the on that now. But it's uh, you know, so maybe you know, if your average road tripper, I don't know if your average road tripper is as adventurous, but you know, if you're headed out for an adventure, yeah. you know, maybe it's a little bit easier to take because you're like, it is, you know, a little bit of that adventure piece, yeah. and maybe that's the key to some people being able to make it through is just starting with that mindset of, hey, this is an adventure. I'm going to go figure out how to do this. There are people that have done it before, so I know I can do it. And then heading out and, and making it happen. Very true. You know, because that that really was the turning point, you know. Yeah. And, and another piece is, is, is maybe is that why so many people are so deeply in love with their Rivians at this point? Because, you know, again, the adventure piece, you're willing to take a little bit of a risk. You're willing to go figure some stuff out. And Rivian, like, just sells the heck out of that adventure, you know? like Yeah, it could have been a great brandy by them, whether they realized it or not. I'd yeah. If you're on to something or not. Right? I'm, but But I think that the Rivian is an amazing vehicle, too. Yeah. Like, I mean... It, we've talked about this multiple times. Like you can tow a camper mm-hmm. five, six hundred miles out to a place that you can go four wheeling, uh, you know, some very difficult trails and you know, and then you can put it in sport mode and go on the swirly roads yeah. in Colorado. Like that's just bananas. Yeah. You can do that with a car. Well and and the truck. having all of those things in one vehicle isn't that also going to make you more willing to overcome a hiccup of a bad charger? Because you're like, well, but when I get there, I don't have to have a Jeep and then a truck to tow my camper and then a sports car to drive. You know, like you're like, I'm getting it all in this one vehicle. I just have to deal with this one bad charger. You know what I mean? Like, so it makes it easier to overcome. And then you don't have to rent side by side. You don't have to rent this stuff. Yeah. Like there's... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You, you can do so much with it. The, that's the Rivian. To go back to the the like charging aspect of it, I know that we get tons of comments about people that are like, well, Tesla does it better. Tesla does it better. 
Yeah. To go back to Katie's point, we proved that with the monolax. We know that. We have a giant draw to want to go back, at least yes. I do, to make that easy because it is. Yeah. When, when you have something to, like a dance competition or something where it's not an adventure, you just need to get there, it'd yeah. be great. And so that is probably on the horizon at some point that we will have one of those vehicles. Um, it's just not fitting in right now because we are trying to figure out this public charging uh, stuff. It's an adventure for us. It's frustrating at times. But, you know, trying to figure that out so we can help other people overcome it um, and make their life a little bit better. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. And if you're wa- listening to this as someone who has either just purchased an EV or is looking to get an EV and you know you have that summer trip coming and, you know, you're like, man, it sounds like I'm going to have to to deal with a lot to make it work and you know we've always really tried to not sugarcoat stuff and you know we don't want to make it seem like it's easier than it is because then that's another thing that makes it more frustrating for people but it's also 100% doable with the right planning and the right expectations and the right uh, tools you know we have, we've towed thousands of miles with an EV now. And if we can tow thousands of miles with an EV, if you're just going on your regular run-of-the-mill uh, road trip without a camper, like, you're going to be able to figure it out. You, it it just takes the knowledge and the tools and the expectations. Because yeah. I don't, I don't want to make it seem like, like, it's the end of the world, <laughs> you know, but... I want to make sure that we do put that out there. And and also to put out there that ask questions. Comment on the YouTube videos or the podcast that you're listening to or whatever because more than likely people are willing to answer your questions for you. If it's not the creator itself, somebody else who's just as knowledgeable as the creator that you know watches all this stuff maybe even knows more than the creator because they have time to dig into the reset research more because <laughs> like, we have to devote so much time to the producing the content and stuff that sometimes you know we just you know learn by what we go out and experience you know rather than digging in and doing a whole lot of research but somebody's going to be willing to comment and help you out so I, I think that's another important piece is don't be afraid to ask the question and if you do get some not very nice person that comes back with a stupid comment, just ignore it, report it, delete it, do whatever, and it's fine. But, like, just know that people are out there that are willing to answer your questions for you. Yeah. Don't be afraid. So any other, let's see, I'm trying to look at our time over there. Okay, so I think we have time for one more, like, question. What what did you, what questions did you want answered about the summer coming into this how hot's it gonna be so i think that'll play a giant role <laughs> i i do i think that's important because gosh last summer do you remember like the entire summer from june to september anytime we took a trip it was a hundred degrees yeah. it was so hot last summer yeah because <laughs> we were gone a lot and it was a hundred degrees <laughs> but i did get a robotic lawnmower 
Oh, yeah, that you did. So your summer is going to be easier. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, as far as I am curious, this doesn't have to do so much with EVs. So you can check out if it's not EVs. I'm curious how busy the campgrounds and adventuring and all that stuff is going to be. Like, yeah. More than likely, we're going to have to run out to Colorado once or twice this year just for some quick adventures um and i am curious to see how that is i would love to go to south dakota but there's no charging up there so no and yeah um i I think it will be interesting i think i mean because i think this is the first summer where with all reality like we're really back in full swing where there's not anybody really that's still staying home very often you know most people are out adventuring and I think that there has been so many RV sales and I think that yeah it's going to be interesting to see how full the campgrounds are and stuff but now the RV sales side of it they're getting too many yeah like Camping World in some places won't even buy your camper Interesting. So when they were like begging, yeah, a couple of years ago. Well, and a year ago. But is that going to like so? Are some are some of the prices of some like secondhand campers then going to come down, and so Damn. then more and more people again start buying because it's cheap, and then they come out for their one camping trip before they sell their. <laughs> we'll see if it's actually cheap. It might have to be a year or two in before they're. Actually- That's true because they were so expensive just a couple of years ago, but. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know if that's, you know, we're in the mode of people that purchase camper. They're not going to take it out this summer. Yeah. Why did I purchase that? I'm going to try to sell it at the end of the summer, which is the worst time to sell it. Yeah. Like, yeah I think well, it'll be interesting uh, how many people are out there. It'll probably still yeah. be packed. It'll, it'll be packed. It'll be... I also think that... Um, you know, how does all of this affect EVs at the campground, right? You know, like, if it's super busy, is it going to be harder to, for campgrounds to, you know, you're going to, where you're going to run into more campgrounds and say, please don't charge your EV here, even if you're staying there for the night? Or if they're super empty, is it going to be easier? Because they're going to be like, oh, sure. Or like, oh, hey, well, we'll charge him for an extra spot and he can charge it at that extra spot or whatever, because it's empty anyway. So we might as well make some money off of it. I, you know, uh, I think there's a whole bunch of the people. Those are great questions. Yeah, we won't know the answer to it. We'd love to have people's opinion on it. But because I, I think, because again, I think there's going to be more and more EVs showing up at campgrounds, you know. And so I think that that's going to be uh, interesting to watch as well through the course of this summer. I think that I just I think it's going to be. I think this is going to be a big summer in the EV world as far as, you know, feeling a change, so to speak, from the previous years to this year. I think we're going to feel a big change from last summer to this summer. And will we ever feel that that significant of a change again? Or are we kind of past the point of where it's been, you know, like we're obviously still going to continue to see new EVs and all of this stuff. But with the number of Rivians on the road now and the number of Lightnings on the road now and all of the cars 
has the biggest shift, biggest feel of, of how different it is, has that happened? Or are we going to see a, a, a bigger one? This summer, I think it'll be a big shift. Yeah. And that's what I think, too. So it it might be the biggest one. So it might be historic and it might be worth <laughs> being a part of. Who knows? Could be fun. <laughs> being a part of, uh, hopefully, the positive yes, we'll, shift. We're going to make... we're. Can anybody tell we're like glass half full kind of a people? We're like, it's going to be great. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, what you're not, you usually are. No, I usually am, but yeah, I, you're trying we're to gonna see yourself. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're going to see it, we're going to see it this year where chargers are terrible. People are, you know, not understanding how to do things. So that's why I think I have to prepare. So will you travel with your generator then in case in case the, the Armageddon of EV life happens? Uh, with my generator? Uh-huh. I don't know. That would be very difficult. Yeah. Anyway. Um, definitely not an R1S because that's just, I'm not going to have a generator in the vehicle. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Maybe a truck. So... Yeah. I don't know. Be interesting. I hope people have comments on this one and that they drop in their opinions on all of this stuff. Because this is obviously just us talking about what we think is going to happen for the summer. And, you know, weirdly enough, we have these conversations like all the time in the car while we're driving, which is why we decided that we could potentially start a podcast is we're like, Maybe we just need to record these conversations because we talk about this stuff all the time. So let's just go ahead and start it. But we'd love to have you follow along with the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Go on to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast and follow along because we know we're, that you guys are watching. But we need some f to people to follow along so that more people can find the podcast. So we'd love to have you do that for us and also comment you know, give us some some engagement over on the on the podcast itself. All yes, that. all that. I appreciate that. Yeah, because we're really starting to to you know want to get more uh, guests on, but we really love doing this, so we'd love for more people to find it. Yeah, appreciate it, and we'll see you on the next one, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening. Find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations. Be sure to connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at All Electric Family. Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged.